Welcome to Destinations by Design. Prepare to dive into the biggest events, weddings, and design feats here in Las Vegas and beyond. Here's your host, Zachary Green. On this episode of Destinations by Design, prepare to be wowed as we take you behind the scenes of the mesmerizing world of tech and creative in design. As we navigate the ever-evolving landscape of technology, we bring you an episode that delves deep into the future of event design. Get set to join us on a virtual journey as we unfold the secrets, triumphs, and astonishing design elements that are revolutionizing event planning. From breaking new ground with 3D printing to revealing the exhilarating capabilities of VR and floor planning, we're on the brink of an exciting evolution in event design. And wait, there's more. Alongside exploring these technological wonders, we'll also engage in conversations with our creative slash design professionals. So buckle up and get ready to be enthralled as we delve into the future of design. This is an episode you won't want to miss. And joining us today, we have Jared Daly, the creative designer with Destinations by Design. Jared, welcome. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. We have Inbal Simheyam, Assistant Director of Creative with Destinations by Design. Inbal, welcome back. Hi, happy to be back. And someone who's new, not saying Jared's not new because he is new. We have Althea Contrell, a Proposal Development Coordinator. Althea, welcome. Thank you. Yes. We are so excited to have you guys on today talking about tech and talking about everything that is new and innovative. And I want to start with you, Jared. Um, let's talk about how DVD and you have been able to incorporate VR technology and how it's created a change with how you guys work with floor plans. So when we started doing the VR, uh, you know, it was a learning process, of course, when you bring it in. And what's uh, incredible about you do a render or a floor plan, an overhead floor plan, and you can see everything laid out and it looks so nice and perfect on paper. And then when you get into a, you know, sometimes when you get into a VR, you can walk around the tables and can realize that there's not enough space between those chairs or there's not enough, um, you know, not enough space between the walls and things like that, you know. Uh, that's what I personally discovered. I'm sure that Althea's the professional floor planner. She's probably never had that happen to her. Not yet. In the layouts. Um, <laughs> But that that's the, for for me being able to actually live in the space and see the space come alive and and fitting everything uh, into the space is what VR really has has um, opened up the doors to. I do want to know how exactly does it work? So you go in. I assume you have a system that you utilize to create everything to drop in color and patterns and these designs. So does the client come and put on this VR set and is it like they're on a computer and they're walking through? Do they actually walk through a blank space and get a feel for it? Uh, so far, what we've done is that I've I've walked the client, you know, what, somebody will put on the VR and then I'll just walk the client through the um, through the VR because it's there's a learning curve and some people Actually, a surprising amount of people have never done VR. I'm yeah. actually kind of shocked about that. Is uh, I'm, I've d done a lot of VR. I, I'd like it a lot. And so, um, but you get a lot of clients uh, and a lot of people here in the office. They haven't done it before. And and you know you got to be careful because it's motion sickness. And I think that's one of the big um, that I've already discovered. One of the big considerations that we need to think about is yeah. walking people through. I was like, okay, I'm going to turn left now. 
I'm going to turn right now and as slowly as possible because that's the last thing we want is to- Have you had someone get sick on you while uh, wearing it? I had uh, when I was uh, showcasing the, you know, the technology when I, our first project that I did it on was a, a, a stadium walkthrough and, um, and I was showing everybody in the office and I had somebody, I had somebody rip it off their head and be like, okay, I'm done. Okay. Can't do it anymore. So yeah, it's definitely, and that's the last thing we want to do with a client is, you know, <laughs> make them sick and- yeah, I don't literally have a bad taste in their mouth about the project. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to make them sick to the design. That's right. Moving on, Inbalt, can you explain how renderings and fly-throughs are shaping the future of event design? What would be important for, I guess, our audience first is to kind of describe what a rendering is and what a fly-through is and how the two are related. So a rendering is kind of a 3D model that we use a computer technology to put together a vision, whether it's my vision or Jared's vision, we need to make sure that we can showcase that to the client with as many details as we can. So that's what the industry is kind of used to. And it takes a few days to just create that first step. Um, the next step is the fly through in the VR. So you would take that rendering model and drop it into the space that Jared customizes so far, every one of them. And that kind of takes shape and its own life and form. And that is when you get into the fly-through and the rendering. Uh, the fly-through is more of a recording of the walkthrough. Um, you're not really with a VR set on you, and it looks kind of a video of you walking through the rendering. The VR is when you put on the sets and you're physically almost walking through with using the glasses on them. I could see that being confusing to someone, especially, you know what, you're you're not wrong because the majority of people who I talk to about VR have never tried it before. They're expensive still. Mm -hmm. And kind of knowing that distinction between the fly-through and between actually a guided experience with yourself is really important for, let's say, a business who wants to try and implement this or you know, a client who is having the option of having this experience to design their event. I want to move on to Althea. You are a proposal development coordinator. How do you see VR and other trends influencing the way you create proposals? I feel like VR is definitely pushing the boundaries of how people interact and how they see things visually. And we use this tool called Canva, which allows me to drop in Jared's fly through and you could actually see it on the proposal whereas when we were using PowerPoint that wouldn't have been able to happen you would have to probably have had a link and then just go through it that way but I like the immediate immersiveness to it that you get with that and I think it's moving in a really good direction design wise. That's really interesting too because I personally know what Canva is I've utilized it in many ways and I didn't even realize that you could do that yeah. with the two and mix the two. Mm -hmm. Now, Jared, can you share some unique challenges and benefits of using VR? I know that you mentioned one of the challenges is that, you know, someone might get motion sickness if you take them through too quickly. Mm -hmm. What are maybe some of the other ones you've experienced and what what are the pros to those? There's there's a lot of different ways to go about creating the VR sets. The first way I did it was to use a Unreal technology, which is a video game technology, and in that one, it's it's a it's a huge program. They make movies, they make video games with it, and so with that, I had to create the entire structure, the frame, everything that the VR existed in. Uh, it offered a lot more um, immersiveness for sure, a lot more uh, capabilities, 
But then now there's a, a program called Enscape that we use, which is an architectural visualization. So in the field of architectural visualization, which is, you know, architects build buildings and they've walked through interior designers, they've actually been using it for quite some time and um, to great effect. And I, and I think that's why it's important for us to bring it into uh, the event design process, because I think it, I think for a client to be completely immersed in the, in their project is uh, especially to, to see, you know, they're, to hear they're like, wow, we did um, uh, this beautiful, the, the team did this um, tree, a big canopy that was um, a giant tree that we're working on right now, but it had a tunnel down the middle of it. And so we'd walk the people through the middle of the tunnel of the tree and they'd look up and they could see the light of coming down through the, the fabric and they could really get you know, sense of what sense it's going to and you be. can't get that just looking at a, even from a, the fly through just goes around it. But when you can really look up and see, you know, it's, it's, it's really, um, quite something. So maybe this is the pawn in my brain thinking that, do you ever worry that your VR slash AR worlds that you're creating for clients might actually be better than the actual physical outcome? Or is it something where you're like, no, this is just like a base, and then we create this. That, and that was actually of our, C, our CFO or CEO, Harvey, when he first saw the, he said, that's what he took off. And he said, can we make it look like this? Because <laughs> so that is, that is a, you know, that's our challenge is what we need to do. And, and having the VR, even for our designers, for our engineers, for our, our studio team to be able to look at stuff and, and, and it, you know, not just as a presentation, but to look at stuff as um, when they're fabricating it and and get a real effect for how it's going to work. And I didn't think of it that way because that actually gives your team downstairs who's creating everything a better sense of, you know, this is what it should look like or this is how it it probably allows them to pinpoint the design even better yeah. because it's there. Now, Inbal, when you present VR to your clients or to different individuals, What's typically their reaction to these advancements that you guys are able to offer? I would say so far we've had really good feedback. A lot of the times, I think at the end of the day, we introduce VR for a reason and it's to have a competitive edge in the industry. And we really had to think, what is everyone else not doing? Because VR takes time, VR takes patience and it also takes time from the client. We have to be with our client. It's not an email or a phone call. We have to make sure we're we're getting one-on-one -on -one time with them. So I think at the end of the day, sometimes clients are like, okay, I have to come in or you have to come to me. I have to make the time. We have yet to have a client who's experienced it and didn't say, you know what, it, it, it wasn't worth my time. Everyone was pretty much like, okay, we, we get it now. And it overall helps us give a clear vision. I know you asked if we're worried about the renderings or the VR not living up to real life. And 90% of the time in real life, the product ends up looking better than the rendering in the VR. So they're just like, if this is what it looks like now, what is it going to look like in real life? I think it's important to mention as we talk about tech and we talk about these spaces is that there are limits to these spaces in our world our physical world we can view something create something use whatever we can but with tech there's there's still limitations there's still rules that apply right mm -hmm. so it's it makes sense um 
Althea, can you provide us with an example of maybe a recent project that benefited from using new tech? Maybe your clients or help the team to see or do something better? I feel like the VR definitely did. Like when Jared was working on it with the Legion, I saw he let me try on the VR with that. And I thought it was cool because I could actually see the Allegiant Stadium and then the tables and then our our photo ops and stuff. And it did look very cool. And then it's kind of trippy because as you're walking through the space, you're thinking, you know, I'm not going to knock into that table. So you actually move out of the way of the table, which I enjoyed. Um, instead of walking through the table. Instead of walking through the table, yeah. This might be a little bit more controversial as... We pick up more steam with AI. Um, a lot of people are worried about AI, that it's going to do a lot more for you know, businesses or take things away. How do we see AI being incorporated into event design, especially as we transition into the future and it just becomes more and more prevalent with everything that we're doing? Yeah, it's, um, it's incredible how fast that's moved and the tools it creates. And um, I, I do think it's going to affect some uh, art on an artistic level. But like any tool, you know, you have to embrace it if you, it's, it's not going anywhere that, you know, it's already there. And so I've actually used it quite a bit. Uh, there are um, 3D, there is a, there's an AI 3D um, modeling and it's, it's really not good so far, but it won't be long until it will be. Well, it's great. And so I, I honestly, I tried to, I, I'm sad about some of it. Like my, my son creates incredible, he did a whole comic book that was fantastic he's he's 11 years old and he did a whole comic book with ai and it was incredible and coming from and i spent two years at a animation school learning how to do concept art and he literally now can replace the, you know you don't need that anymore because concept art is uh, what it is is creating ideas so it's not a finished product most of the time well and this is the perfect segue into a question up for you in ball how to ensure the perfect blend of tech and creativity because you're not really a creative anymore when it's just all AI doing it for you. You're simply just a conduit, to, you know, sharing this machine. So what is kind of the happy medium? I think at the end of the day, even especially in events, what makes an amazing event amazing is the humans. So even if we use technology and we bring in AI and VR, at the end of the day, it's the soul of a person. And that is what makes it stand out and we need to remember that technology has its place but even technology needs someone to control it and we need to tell it what we want and what we need so as long as as we remember that there's a human behind it it's just a support system it's just another tool um it's a different medium a different canva but it's at the end of the day it's about people well said yeah here here in tournament of kings hello <laughs> <laughs> um I do want to go back to you, Jared. Are there any specific pieces of technology that really maybe excite you right now in the live event space yet, I feel like? But there's there's tools you can utilize to kind of like that can be incorporated in as with anything, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, projection mapping, which is not new, but um, the, the, the availability and how, 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 how common it's become. And how incredible the the devices are that we can do it. We're we're starting to incorporate that too into some of our designs. And I'm really looking to hopefully, I want to do some uh, augmented reality events. Wow! Because well, you have these, you know, they're getting more. You know, they have Google glasses. They have glasses where you can buy that have an augmented reality 
And so I think I, I, my dream eventually would be an incredible event. Somebody walks in and, you know, they can't see anything, but they put on the goggles and then there's just, you know, images and everything flying. And then there's a thing called Google Brush where you can paint in this, you know, you can paint in the space, but you can't see it without the specs. So I think... Talk about a cool way to kind of keep eyes off your work, especially like in a, in a way of, I'm thinking like in a classroom or even if you're working on a really confidential design or something kind of like that, just to have it in your glasses. And I don't know if there's a passcode or something, probably yeah. not, but, but just probably to, retina scan nowadays. Yeah, but just to have that, especially for, you know, someone all like yourselves, how does technology enhance the way you present and communicate design ideas to clients? Um, it enhances it by just making it more real. And it's it's funny to say because it's contradicting to what we just talked about, right? It's it's not a reality. But uh, we use that technology to make it more real to them and more tangible in a way. Because just because we're all creative creatures in this building, it doesn't mean our clients are creative. Um, so for them... We can talk words and colors and textures, and for them, they're like, we see nothing. But then when we come up with the VR and the rendering, they see everything. So it helps them connect to our brains and our souls and really fall in love with it. Althea, what's the most rewarding part for you of utilizing this tech, especially in the work that you do? Everything. I tend to work in more abstract views, if you will. I like the conceptual side of it and it helps me, you know, get all that out of my system. And then they're good at, and especially in ball, she's good at telling me you need to tone it down and come back to reality, right? Because we can't provide just buildings to clients. So it definitely gives me something to think about, but it also um, keeps my creativity going, which I really enjoy. Wonderful. And now we'd like to welcome you to our DVD Q&A section. This is a portion of the podcast where we answer listener questions. And if you have questions you want to ask our team, you can always shoot us an email, podcast at dvdvegas.com. The email goes straight to me. We'll make sure it's incorporated into one of our podcasts. Or you can always comment on social media, DVD Vegas. Someone is checking that social media every single day. So we're going to get it. Now let's get into this. So our first question is actually from Dominic, who reached out to us on Instagram, who is with Homestead Circus. And Dominic actually sent us a voice message. And I'm going to play that for you guys so that way you can get a better sense. Okay. Hi, I thought I'd just send you a voice message. I'm driving and he shouldn't be texting. But yeah, thanks for responding, you know. Um We've only been in the business for like five years as a company and something that would be like really, really potent would to be to hear from your proposal team. I think it's super cool and unique that you have a proposal team to back up your sales department and learning a little bit more about, um, you know, the, that process. If it's if it's on brand and not, not divulging too much, it'd be nice to learn about the different ways and types of uh, ways to op- that they operate to support the team. Okay, so that's the question from Dominic. Althea, I'm going to pose that to you. And whatever you'd like to share, feel free. Okay, so sales gets a lead and then we get that lead after they get it or at the same time as them. And then it's my job to make sure I make the mark when they fill out their or meet the mark when they fill out their RFPs. So if it's for 
somebody's 70th birthday party and they want Woodstock, uh, Michael Jackson, and whatever other themes, I have to merge it sometimes or break it up into, you know, those different time, those different time sections and build it out so that it has everything they're looking for, be it furniture, table decor, entertainment, which I really like to do because it's fun. And then I basically, I basically make it look as seamless and as modern as I can, if that makes sense. So I really take concepts and then I bring them to life and I'm still working on Maybe Inball for me, and just for Dominic, so he knows, Inball is the assistant director of creative. Can you talk about how the proposal team really assists you guys in what you do? So the way we break it apart is the sales team has kind of a questionnaire that the creative team put together as to all the hows, when, uh, what is the theme, how many people, to also how long do we have to actually build the event? Um, so we're not designing things that are not possible on site. Once they fill out that questionnaire, it comes to us on the creative side. And depending on the size of it, they'll have a creative partner, which will be either myself or Oscar, and they'll get a proposal coordinator assigned to them. We come up with a vision and a direction. And d- depending on what it is, sometimes we'll tell we'll tell the coordinators, whatever's in your brain, just, just put it on paper, really. Um, and then we'll we'll come in and we'll tweak it a little bit. And I think our real goal is to let natural creativity flow. And then kind of what Althea said earlier, uh, we'll make it more realistic. Uh, We let them dream. We guide them to what reality is. But at the end of the day, we let them do what they feel is good. And that's how we present it back to the sales team with a different creative take on everything. So I cannot tell you how many times we've done a Vegas theme, but it never looks the same. And the only way to do that is one time is going to be Althea, another time is going to be a different coordinator, and one time it's me partnering with Althea, and another time it'll be Oscar partnering with Althea. So that way we're mixing everything every single time, so it's not the same thing every single time. There's always a different vision at play at all times. Dominic, thank you so much for asking us that question with Homestead Circus. We really appreciate it. I want to jump over now to Brian from Orlando, Florida, who says, how has the rise of digital events influenced your design process? And I'll leave that open to, um, I see you smiling in ball. <laughs> I'm like, maybe you and yes, Jared. I can say I'll, I'll bring back um, dark times, COVID times, um, where live events were not allowed a lot of us went into virtual events and i can promise you that the digital world will not replace live events the amount of pushbacks and resistance we got from people during a time that it was literally impossible they're not going to virtual events like digital not real not in person is just not happening and if anything we learned from covid during that time is that live events are here to to stay forever We have time for one more question. This one's from Tara in Seattle, who says, can you share a happy accident or unexpected positive outcome that occurred while working with new technology in design? Jared, that one's uh, for you, uh, a happy accident. (laughs) Happy accidents, yeah. Honestly, the, 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 the VR path was a happy accident in that when they asked me to do uh, a, a, the, the fly through of an Allegiant 
uh, stadium event. And so I was like, sure, I'll do that because we hadn't really taken a step into that yet. So we needed to get into there because that's really standard. So we started, so I started to do that. And then I realized that it's, it's about four steps from there to get to the VR. And so I said, Hey, you know, maybe we should do some VR. And we just happened to have some goggles because we, we wanted to move in that direction for a while. We just hadn't. And so that was for me was this is like, Oh, wow, look at that. I can just plug it right into that. And here we go. And, uh, that was from, for me, a great, cause then it opened up a whole new door and, and I think, um, yeah. The happy accident. A happy little surprise. That's right. Now he has a whole VR department. That's right. Well, it's safe to say that the future of live events is happening right here at Destinations by Design. I want to thank Jared Daly, the creative designer with Destinations by Design. Jared, thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you very much. I want to thank Inbal Simheyov, Assistant Director of Creative with Destinations by Design. Inbal, it's a pleasure. Always. Thank you. And I want to thank Althea Contrell, Proposal Development Coordinator and new superstar on the podcast. Althea, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) And be sure to join us for any updates on new podcast episodes that we have. You can always email us podcast at dbdvegas and we will be back soon. Till then, this is Destinations by Design. 